welcome back as we jump into this uh, second last holiday podcast on prayer. Uh, we've been looking at the book Prayer Power with Stuart Robinson and uh, uh, again a wonderful book that I would encourage you to grab a, a copy of as it personally encouraged me to to really uh, focus and jump into prayer. Stuart, prayer is um, really a, a vital part of any any endeavour to reach out, to see movement happen, to see disciple-making movements take place. And we talk about numbers of levels of prayer, which I know you've addressed in your book here. Talk to us about the vital importance of prayer and uh, for mission and for breakthrough and unreached people groups. When people feel called of God and they go and apply to some agency, it might be a mission agency, it could be church, it could be praxis, they go and apply and uh, ask, you know, what have we got to do to join your agency? Usually amongst the first questions if they're not the first, they're the unspoken on the, the mind of the organizations is, have you raised sufficient financial support? <laughs> and yes, that is important. You do need financial support. But more important than that, there is a question which I don't hear many agencies ask, and that is, how many intercessors have you recruited to personally support you? And let me tell you, if you do not have adequate prayer cover, you are an endangered species. Uh, I've worked in many, many countries, and I know of uh, cross-cultural workers who have been killed. And when we delve into things, often we find that uh, they were either what shall I say, um, not zealous in recruiting prayer support or those who had committed to pray for them, forgot to pray for them or whatever. It is absolutely vital that you recruit people to pray. If you want to be long-term in your calling wherever you are in the world, well, how do we go about that? I have always had uh, a small group of intercessors supporting us personally. Uh, I call them my I-1 intercessors. They're not many, they range between seven and a dozen. But these people, they commit to pray for me every day. And then outside of that group, there is another group of people. Uh, I'm sure they pray weekly, perhaps. And then beyond that, there's another group and uh, they might just want to know whether you're still alive. The sort of people you meet uh, when you're at Christian meetings and folk will say to you, oh, I'll pray for you. And uh, you test that, of course, by giving them your particulars and uh, you may never hear from them again. Don't worry about that. Just ask God for the people who are really going to support you. And then from your side, you need to keep in touch with them. You keep in mind that you're going to be writing 
communicating, emailing, however you do this, you're going to be communicating with people who are already busy in their work life, in their um, family life, in so many ways. So don't send to them long, long communications with photographs and talking about the pain in your big toenail or whatever. Talk to them about the major thing that you want prayer for this month. And you are going to communicate no fewer times than once a month at least. With the group that is close into me, I would communicate with them instantly. I received communication from them and normally they'd be writing once a week. So that meant as soon as I hear from them, straight away, I'm responding. And of course, that keeps the relationship alive and up to date. I know of plenty of workers who start out their communication by saying, oh, sorry, I've been busy and haven't been in touch with you for the last six months. Well, the relationship is dead because you know that in six months time, you're going to get another communication like that. Keep it at minimum monthly. That's your responsibility. And select what you say. Tell them the answer to how God has worked since you last wrote. The thing you asked them to pray about, because people who are interceding for me, they'll often say, Stuart, why is it that most Christians we pray for, they never get around to telling us how God has answered the prayer or if God has answered the prayer. The one thing that keeps them going in praying for you and your work is when you they hear from you that God is at work, whether that's negative or positive, but God is at work. So share the answers to prayer, and then give them one or two major matters you want them to zero in on this month. Because if you give more than that, they won't be able to keep it in mind because they'll be praying for you as they're traveling to work or maybe at work in the lunch hour or something like that. So uh, be zealous in your communication with the close-in group, with the group that's a little further out. And then... um, If you are part of a team, uh, there might be three or four of you in the one town, uh, you should be getting together to pray at least once a week and spend uh, the first couple of hours just praying and worshipping God. That's That's a given. You can't go far without that. If you're living closer, by all means, meet daily. Uh, There's a mission group with whom I work. And uh, one of the the characteristics of that is every team in the towns where they are, they meet every morning first thing for prayer because that's the most important thing. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. The trouble is for us active Western people, we stop short and we say, uh, without me, you can do. <laughs> and we forget about the nothing. But hey, unless we're in touch with uh, the vine keeper, then nothing much is going to be happening. Without me, you can do nothing, nothing, nothing of supernatural importance will occur. So whether you're with a team or you're by yourself, that's your daily priority. And then in your communication uh, every week, every month, make sure it's at least monthly. I know that can be a pain, (laughs) but... Uh, that's your responsibility if you want to take this matter seriously. Mm. I, I know some of our, 
um, some people that we're working with are bivocational. They're not in the full-time bracket. But they also, uh, we encourage them to raise prayer and to have a prayer team around them. Sometimes they put themselves in the bracket of, I'm doing this work, but I'm not a full-time missionary. <laughs> Why would people pray for me? Why would people stand with me? Who who could I get to to, to pray for me? And um, that's often one of the common barriers of a sense of inadequacy, a sense of, um, for Aussies, not wanting to put a burden on other people um, for, for them. How do, we, how do we overcome some of those inward barriers and to invite people to stand with us? Dave, firstly, I think we need to change our thinking to say that I'm not a full-time worker or I'm not a, a, a clergy or a missionary or something. We have this artificial, modern concept of secular and sacred. The whole of life is sacred. We can learn a lot from Muslims about this. It's only in the West, again, where we divide secular and sacred. We are all full-time, no matter what means we have of earning our bread and butter. Um, And so accept the fact that you are full-time in the field. The field might be your office. The field might be 100 kilometres west of Bulamakanka. The field might be in Afghanistan. Wherever you are, you are in the field where God has placed you. And accept that you, you can't achieve spiritual results unless you are diligent in prayer and recruiting others to pray with you. And what I do is, it's like finding the person of peace. That is someone that we, we pray for. We know what characteristics we're looking for when we're out there uh, metaphorically knocking on doors, meeting people wherever they are. And we know when we've got one because of the response they make. And I apply that to finding intercessors as well. I'm always asking God, Lord, show me this person that I'm speaking to. Is this one of the people you want on my prayer team? And uh, that is the way in which I've always found the best prayers, no matter where I am or what I'm doing. And so I have people scattered all around the world involved in all sorts of vocations, but they're in my prayer team. So ask the Lord, test the waters, and people are happy to pray for you, especially if you're diligent in your, in your um, communication and if they see that God is doing something through you. 